Oh, I'm ready. Born ready, yo. Oh, also, we got to go at 3.30. There's like a zillion yeah. people waiting for us. <laughs> you got it. Hey, everybody. I'm Kyle Rizdahl. Welcome back to Make Me Smart, where we make the day make sense. It is Friday today, October the 13th, for the Trescadecophobics among you. Ooh, that's a new word. Ooh. Is that? Oh, yeah. Trescadecophobia. Trescadecophobia. One more time. Trescadecophobia. It's fear of the number 13. Trescadecophobia. Cool. I'm Kimberly Adams. Thank you for joining us on the podcast <laughs> and on YouTube live stream. Um, as we make each other smart all the time. And it's That's not right. just you all. We are learning together. And I learned a new word from Kai today. And so today it's Economic Sarn Tap, which is our Friday happy hour. And we are very glad to have you all with us, whether it be on the YouTube live stream, uh, if you're in the fan run discord, or if you're listening to this later on. Thank you. So we're going to do the thing we always do uh, on a Friday. We'll do some news. We'll take a quick break, pay the bills, uh, and then around to this or that, uh, which is not half full, half empty, for those of you paying attention. Uh, before we get into it, though, uh, what are people drinking? I, uh, once again, water. I'll be operating uh, heavy equipment this afternoon, so uh, power tools. So, you know. Oh, well, good water is a good yes. choice. Um, I have yes. a, a drink failure today. I mean, Oh, no. Epic fail. a, an exceedingly yeah. rare Kimberly Adams drink fail. <laughs> It, it was a drink fail. So when I was in New York last week, I went out to dinner with uh, my beloved editor and I had this great cocktail and they had it as well. And it was great. And I was like, I'm going to try to make this cocktail because I actually had all the ingredients for the cocktail in my house. And mm -mm, nope, didn't work. Didn't work at Wait, all. So and what so is then it? I spent. It's called Trip City, and the restaurant was called Glassery, and the drink was called Trip City, and it had like apple brandy, rye whiskey, and habanero pepper, and like oh. it was just very, very tasty. And I happened to have some apple brandy because I just randomly picked some up the other day because why not? It's fall. Um, but <laughs> it didn't. <laughs> Sorry. That's just funny to me. Yeah. Um, but well, my it's, combo it's I was mean, that's, not. That's, you know, you're attuned to that stuff, and I think that's cool. My combo was not like their combo. So then I just kept trying to add stuff to it to make it better, and that made it worse. And so now I just have like a random concoction of various things that I attempted to mix together to make it palatable. And it's drinkable, but it's not at all what they made. So. so. So, so Bon Appetit magazine used to have this thing back when my mother got it, which was many, many years ago, where they would like write to, a, you would write in and say, what's the recipe for the, you know, uh, uh, schnickengrubers at this restaurant that I went to? And Bon Appetit mm -hmm. would write to that restaurant, and if it was good, they would publish the recipe. Do they do that for bars? I don't know. I mean, I'm sure I could ask the bartender. Yeah, um, yeah. Or ask the restaurant. Yeah, maybe I should ask that. <laughs> write, I, write them a little I, note and be like, hey, help me out here. Yeah. I can, I am not doing All a great right, job. All right. Let's, so let's, let's do see a what everybody else Public is service doing journalism it. here. Yeah. So from the YouTube chat, Ann Gwynup has a question, Kimberly. What is a good apple yes. brandy? Uh, so that's um, the question. It was a locally made one in DC. There's this um, shop, uh, shop here called like Shop Made DC that just stocks locally produced items. And so it was like a locally made oh, apple cool. brandy. I, I forget what it is, but I can like um, take a photo of it and put it in the show notes or something. Um, yeah. Um, I saw one let's see. Ago. Oh, God. Jason Honecker, I'm sorry. You're going to have to leave the chat. Whole hog pumpkin ale. Sorry. Nice knowing mm -hmm. you. Uh, Michael in Discord is drinking white burgundy. 
um, Aligote, the lesser white burgundy. Never heard of a white burgundy. Like it. Nathan Schmidt is having a Bombay Bombay Sapphire Martini with Castelvetrano olives, which I really like. The Castelvetrano olives, not the martini. That's cool. Okay. Um, Let's see. Lots of love for your hair, Uh, by the way. (laughs) <laughs> Thank you. This is actually a, a temporary style because I want it to be wavy this weekend because I'm going out and I do it like this so that it, when I take it out of these things, it'll be wavy. But, uh-huh. it, you know, it looks fun in the meantime as well. So thank you, everyone. Yeah, They're not actually know. braids. These are technically called lock knots if you're interested. Hmm. Should we? Shall we? News. Yeah. Well, let me do news first because mine is actually related to hair and black women's hair Uh specifically. Um, The we talked about this a while back about how there was all this new research um, finding that the chemicals that are in the hair products, a lot of black women in particular, used to straighten their hair, turn out to give you cancer or at least increase your risk of cancer in a noticeable way. And so um, Ayanna Presley and, let's see, Congressman Chantel Brown from Ohio uh, basically wrote the FDA and were like, what are you going to do about this? There's all this research. And so now The Root has uh, an article on it. They Actually, The Root published this on October the 6th. And so a couple of other news organizations have picked it up since then. But The Root had this first. The FDA has now proposed a new rule to ban those chemicals in uh, hair products that – and I'm looking oh, wow. at the proposed rule right now because, you know, I love my, my regulations. Um, these chemicals are used in certain cosmetic products that are applied to human hair as part of a combination of chemical and heating tool treatment intended to smooth mm-hmm. or straighten the hair. The use of these products uh, is linked to short-term adverse health effects such as sensitization reactions and breathing problems and the long-term adverse health effects including increased – risk of certain cancers. Now, when they say sensitization reactions, let me just tell you, from my childhood, what I remember Mm -hmm. those reactions being, it literally burns the skin off of your scalp. Like, you you have to leave it on um, anywhere from like, five to to 20 minutes depending on like the curliness of your hair to get it to straighten your hair. And it is like, it's a chemical it's like an acid type thing and it burns the skin on your scalp and you end up with like all these sores it's terrible and stuff like that um so yeah not this 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 is this is a good thing so regular it's not on regulations.gov right now i looked it but it is on um reginfo.gov which is a different site for regulations those of you who are wondering why they, you see me yelling on the YouTube and nothing sound is coming out is because I turned off my sound so that I could yell at Bonsai, who was barking as Kimberly was doing her thing. So I apologize for that. There were people walking by right. somewhere in the world. There were people walking by somewhere in the world, and Bonsai decided to hit park. Truly, that's the way it is. Um, mine is brief. It is uh, accompanied by a shake of the head and a fear for our democracy. And it's a line from the Bloomberg article on the House uh, GOP speaker election today. And the line is this. The Ohio congressman, speaking here of Jim Jordan, congressman from Ohio, who's now the GOP's speaker designate with approximately 150 votes in the conference. The Ohio congressman embraced Trump's denial of the 2020 presidential election results and voted to overturn Arizona's electoral college count on January 6, 2021, just as a mob of protesters stormed the U.S. Capitol. 150 people voted for this guy to be speaker in the House in the United States, right? Second in the line to the presidency. Swearing enough to uphold, uh, preserve, protect, and defend the Constitution. I don't think the Republican Party is a serious political party anymore. I, I don't see how you can make the case. 
I, <clears throat> I really don't see a way out of this either. Like no. No. nobody has a path to 217, 217 being the number of votes that yep. you need to actually become yep. Speaker of the House. Nobody has a path right now. Yep. And a bunch of them have already left for the weekend. Um, I oh, imagine I more are going to be. And as you said on the show today, that, that clock is ticking down to yep. the next government funding deadline. And without a Speaker of the House, like how are they even going to bring those things to the floor? And, know. you know, folks in the chat talking about a coalition candidate. I mean, <laughs> you, you, it's it, maybe, but it's not going to be Jim Jordan. There are zero Democrats. Well, no, they're talking about Hakeem Jeffries that maybe some oh, of the yeah, Republicans well, ha would. Ha ha Hakeem Jeffries now has more votes than anybody to be speaker. He's got 212. You know, he just needs He's got five Republicans who get that's, that's right. real that's tired right. of this, who are just like, you know what? Screw it. Right. I mean, lose their seats forever, but, oh, for you know, sure. and that's the thing. But, yeah, I know. Well, it's a little bit of, you know, country over party, right? Yeah. That's, I mean, that's what it would be. Although I suppose you could get enough people voting like present or something to make it so that the Republicans wouldn't actually yeah. have to yeah. vote yeah. for him. Right. Um, right. You could do it that way, but that would still be just so... <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. unprecedented, but then so is everything in American politics these days. So, yeah. 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 And look, I, I, I know nobody has missed this news. Certainly nobody listening to this podcast or on the live stream has missed it because you all are news people. I just, I had to comment because I just couldn't help myself. That's all. That's all. That is I, well, did you see that, that they've got a, a new nominee now? <laughs> no. <laughs> or what, what's your joke? Come on. Come on. No, 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 no. Hold on. Hold on. Never mind. Never mind. Never mind. I'm going to mess with it. All right. I'm going to leave it alone. All leave right. it alone. Leave it alone. All right. We'll leave that one alone. <laughs> uh, we will call that the end of the news. Uh, we're going to take a break. Yes. Uh, and we're coming back for a round of this or that. Here we go. Okay, this is our game, This or That. Drew is out today, but joining us now is Marketplace Tech producer, Daniel Shin. Welcome back, Daniel. Hello again. Hi, Daniel. Hello. How are you? How are Of course. Good. So, a uh, special fall edition of This or That, and here's your first topic. If there's pumpkin spice in here, man, you're fired. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> Hey, I just got the list. I didn't make it. Uh, talk to your producer. <laughs> right, so, all right, I, fine. I work on it. Marissa show. and Courtney and Bridget are all fired if there's pumpkin spice. In right, anyway, right. go ahead. Well, the first one, a uh, little related though. Um, what, what would you prefer, Halloween or Thanksgiving? Oh, interesting. I have thought. Thank, oh, sorry, Halloween for sure. Halloween. Really? I have. Oh my gosh. You know I like dressing up. I have so many. I, you know that's so funny. I'm, I'm what an idiotic, <laughs> surprised uh, voice out of me. That was that's true. That's true. Of course, yeah. it's Halloween. Um, yeah. I ha I'm going to two different Halloween parties this year that I know of. More may be added to the calendar. And um, the only reason I don't have my own Halloween party anymore is because my friend who does a Halloween party with his partner, they have their big Halloween party, and so as not to conflict. 
I do the 4th of July party and they do the Halloween party. And so the friend groups, you know, don't have to do the thing. So what, yes. what I love is you're so, you're so socially active and in such a socially active crowd, you have to deconflict your parties. I love that. <laughs> oh my God. Oh my God. That's great. Uh, okay. Uh, so I, about I'm you? a, I'm a, I'm a Thanksgiving guy over Halloween any day. Halloween is my least favorite day of the year, full stop. Just don't care for it at all. That's because your trick-or-treaters don't tell you jokes the way they do in St. Louis. And so you don't get the that full is, joy of Halloween. Yes. That is possible. It would true. be much better that right. way. What's next? Second one is specifically about movies. Uh, Hocus Pocus or Gremlins. So Hocus Pocus is the witch one, right? With uh, Yes, which is the Sanderson sisters. I put a spell ah, on of you. Course you <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm just going to step back and let Kimberly run this one because I have no idea either. Well, Gremlins is probably scary, right? Wasn't Gremlins a scary movie? Yeah. Yeah, yeah it was. I, I, yeah, yeah, I have to do Hocus Pocus because, like, I still mm, – no. Like, that, I was too young to watch that movie. I really was. <laughs> like, that was scary. <laughs> So, so somebody just put it, somebody who's running the marketplace um, account in the chat just put a muck, a muck, a muck, a muck in the chat. That clearly means something. So in Hocus Pocus, um, there's a scene where the Sanderson sisters, they wake up from their sleep of several hundred years and they wake up on Halloween, which used to be like the witch's night. And they thought that they were seeing monsters and devils roaming the streets. And they're like, wait a minute. Instead of being a, a night for, you know, evil, it's where children get out and run amok. And then the Sarah, Sarah Jessica Parker's character goes, amok, amok, oh amok, amok. I had forgotten she was in that. Jesus. And, and <laughs> was Bette, Bette Midler in that? Bette Midler. Mm-hmm. There you go. Yep. There and I go. think the, I think they're all, all, I think all the same ones are in the second version. I haven't seen Hocus Pocus 2, but I think they're all in there too. In other news, there was a Hocus Pocus 2. Daniel Shin, move us along, shall we? <laughs> third <laughs> topic. Um, third topic is Oktoberfest or a pumpkin patch. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll go with Oktoberfest, even though it's, you know, a Bavarian lager. I'll, I'll take a big stein of beer over a pumpkin <laughs> patch any day. Just saying. I will take a pumpkin patch over a big stein of beer any day. I went to a pumpkin patch last weekend with my nieces and nephews, and it was very fun. You're, you're a good Until neighbor. the rain you're started, <laughs> and then we wow. ran. You win some, lose some. Win some, yes. lose some. Yes, also a bratwurst, says Jin Peck. Oktoberfest with a bratwurst. Yes, definitely. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay, what's next? All right, Daniel, what do we got? Is this, is this the last and one or do we have one more before the poll? I've got a few yeah. more actually here. Uh, All right, okay. Number four, right. cozy sweater weather or plaid flannel season. Aren't they cozy the same thing? Cozy sweater weather. Wait, wait, wait. Aren't they the same thing? Mm-mm. At least not really? to me. What's the difference? See, to me, like flannel weather is like you're out and active and doing things. So it's like that crisp fall. And uh -huh. cozy sweater weather is like when it's like, oh, no, it's too cold. I'm staying inside in my cozy sweater. That's what it means oh. to me. But All I don't right. know okay. well, what we'll, it means to everybody well, else. No, we'll, we, we, will, we will go with your definition. And if that's the definition, that is the one thing I miss from living on the East Coast is crisp mm -hmm. being outside. Your nose starts to run a little bit. I miss that 
uh, more and more every year. And I've been in LA for 30 something, well, 25 ish years now. Uh, so I guess I'll go with flannel, right? If that's, if we're defining that as crisp and outdoors and moving around stuff, I will go with flannel. Yes. You know what? I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to change my, my vote there because now that I think about it, I do love being outside in the, in the fall weather. So I'll go with flannel. I I still keep my definitions, but I'm going to go with the flannel weather instead of cozy sweater weather. Yes. Gotcha. Gotcha. Uh, number five, we've got a couple more here. Um, okay. as, as far as Halloween costumes go, uh, ninja or vampire? I'm going to say vampire just because I'm extra paranoid about cultural appropriation and, you know, don't want to even possibly cross the line as a grown up. <laughs> uh, I will take neither. Thank you very much. <laughs> I, I, I just, I got to be true to myself. Got to be true to myself. That's all I'm saying. Okay. Uh, this is the last one, and it's, uh, I believe, a poll question as well. Yes. 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 So we will we will vamp for a minute while all y'all answer, and um, mm-hmm. Daniel, hit it. Uh, costume party or a haunted house? God, this is like my version of, of hell here, this, this, or that. What, <laughs> what is even going on here? Whew. So my mother used to drag us to so many haunted houses when we were kids. And when I was actually, now that I think about it, we had a haunted house in our house around Halloween when I was a child because my mother converted our basement. And there was like a tunnel that ran kind of underneath our house from the front to the backyard, like a little kind of breezeway looking underground thing. And so Uh my mother set it up so like the front yard would look like a graveyard. People would come in through the graveyard, go down into this tunnel, which she would like make all full of creepy things and like put like foam chunks on the floor covered in sheets and make it feel like you were walking on body parts. And then you come out the other end of the tunnel and go through creepy stuff in the backyard, then go into the basement where she had like us dressed up as creepy characters, like jumping out of old chests and things like that. And people coming around corners. And it was like a full on haunted house in our house, which I think was actually haunted, like legit. And then people would line up down the block to come to the haunted house in our house. And then one year, like a bunch of like bad teenagers like chased somebody in there and got into a fight and so she had to shut it down but she got like interviewed about it on the news and everything like that so she was super into haunted houses (laughs) wow she loves scary things oh uh, no hard pass wait so all right so it's we have now killed enough time so yes. you have to answer the question. You want a costume party or a haunted costume house? party? Costume party. I don't like being scared. And maybe I have like suppressed childhood memories of my mother constantly jumping out and scaring yeah. me. But I do not like jump scares. I don't like scary movies. I don't like blood. I don't like gore. I like costume parties. I like dressing up. And I am I'm here for that. Definitely not haunted houses. Uh, yeah. So I'll be a sport and play along and, and just make a choice because I'm supposed to make a choice. I, I would take a costume party over a haunted house any day, any day. I'm a and huge chicken so, and I'm not afraid to admit that. I feel like there's enough real life scary stuff that we don't have to intentionally right. make ourselves frightened. Totally. Like look outside. Totally. 
Um, totally. Anyway, so uh, the votes are in. We had 202 votes. I think I saw 71% uh, in favor of the costume party. And uh, yes, 28% for Haunted House. So Man. most people have sense. Not to yes, bash yes, the Haunted do. House industry. Yes, they do. <laughs> Oh my goodness! I, I appreciate Daniel the Shin, job, Chris. Thank you so much. You're oh very my welcome. Lord. Yes, thank you, Daniel. That was that was, that was I... my worst nightmare version of this or that. God. Oh, don't don't tempt fate, Kai. They'll come up with something worse. I'm sure. I know. Right? I know. <laughs> All right, that oh is it goodness. for us today. Yes, we will be back on Monday, and I see y'all shouting out the solar eclipse uh, over the yep. weekend. I hope everybody who gets to see it and sees it safely don't burn your vision. Um, if you have a question or comment uh, that you want to share, please, we do love to hear from you. Please leave us a voicemail at 508-UB-SMART, or you can email us at makemesmart at marketplace.org. Oh, you can tell Jay's driving the sneak fade here. Now you sneak, the sneak fade. fade. Make Me Smart is produced by Courtney Berg. Secret Today's episode was engineered by Jay Seabold. Our intern is Neil Farshabani. <laughs> the team behind our Friday game is Emily McCune and Antoinette Broth. Marissa Cabrera is our senior producer. Bridget Bodner is the director of podcast. And Francesca Levy is the executive director of digital and on demand. And Robert says in the chat that you can get Eclipse glasses at your local library thanks robert oh that's cool that's cool yeah, public service journalism cool. right there that's awesome yeah, happy weekend everyone just don't stare at it john stewart is back in the host chair at the daily show which means he's also back in our ears on the daily show ears edition podcast the daily show podcast has everything you need to stay on top of today's news and pop culture you get hilarious satirical takes on entertainment politics sports and more from john and the team of correspondents and contributors the podcast also has content you can't get anywhere else like extended interviews and a roundup of the weekly headlines Listen to The Daily Show, Ears Edition, wherever you get your podcast.